0: cat caught your tongue little mouse hello everyone and welcome back to the bookish podcast with oh my book where i talk about romance books i am tanbi and today is a very exciting day because we are going to talk about the cat and mouse do it and the books inside it and the characters in it such a popular series uh do it and I said series because I think there are three books, the 0.5 novel also. I am counting here and today's episode is going to be all about Said Meadows and the books Haunting Adeline, Hunting Adeline and Satan's Affair. I love these characters and I cannot wait to start talking about them. So let's go. These books are available on Kindle Unlimited. If you have not already read them, you must. And that is where my disclaimer comes in because I am going to be spoiling the whole series here. So uh, if you want to listen, that's your choice. But yeah, I had to tell you that. Okay, without wasting any time, let's start. What is Hunting Hunting about? It is a very dark romance where we see a character named Adeline Riley. You know, the book starts itself where I just read the first lines out. If you notice, The first sentences of the first chapter go like so. Sometimes I have very dark thoughts about my mother. Thoughts no sane daughter should ever have. Sometimes I'm not always sane. So if you see here, we see that Adeline Riley and the book begins on a point where we already are sensing that this is going to be dark Uh, The character itself, the protagonist itself is absolutely crazy because she has, she knows that she knows that no sane daughter should have bad thoughts about her mother, Uh, but she does have such thoughts. And she also says that I'm not always sane, which makes me so excited because I don't want some to read about something sane. I want to read about something that's absolutely insane and crazy, which is this book. So in Haunting Adeline, I'm going to spoil it, okay? I have have resistance, but then I'm going to do that. Okay. Adeline Riley moves into Parsons Manor, uh, which is her grandmother's home, which was because her grandmother is now dead and she has moved in there and we see that this house has ghosts and she hears footsteps the thing is she also has a stalker now where did this stalker come into the picture she is a writer all right and she was signing books at this bookstore it was a bookstore and there was she she was signing books and she there was this huge banner outside the store uh, banner or i don't know what you call it but something like that and There's this guy with this hoodie and he just looks at this banner and he's like, OMG, who is she? And the guy, oh my God, the guy is what we are going to talk about. And he exudes this vibe of being absolutely the most insane man ever because he just goes on to say that I'm going to make her mine. And she notices that when she she is signing books, she's not feeling, you know, like very good she's just feeling like uh, nervous and she sees that there's someone standing in the bookstore and has this hoodie on his uh, you know the hoodie is covering his face so she can't exactly see but she can see the smirk on his face and he's looking at her and he just smirks and the next moment she blinks and she sees that he's gone oh my god this this vibe that this book has it is so good so he's gone and what does happen is we, we get to see his point of view where he's murdering people, he's torturing them, he's trying to get out information of the, from them and and what happens is slowly he starts stalking her. He tries to go near her by, by, you know, standing outside his house at night and she knows this. He's leaving her roses, he is drinking her wine and I don't know what all alcohol is there in her house and he's drinking that. He's breaking into her house, he's killing men for touching her, and I love that so much. Sneaking off with random men, little mouse. If I catch his hand anywhere near you, they'll end up in your mailbox by morning. So, I know that men don't get it why women read such things where fictional men are killing someone killing someone for the girl that they think they're doing the right thing but it's obviously wrong uh, but you know men don't understand this because what we see is that this guy is obsessed with the girl and that's what we want right we want someone to be obsessed with us like you should not even care about anything else you should just be bothered about me and when a girl gets that she does not even care you're a murderer you're a kidnapper you're a stalker no there's no there's nothing that, you can do that will not be okay if you are going to just be obsessed with us right so as I was saying Zaid Meadows so we don't even actually get to know his name I think till book two or is it quite late even uh no no Zaid we get to know in the first book only Meadows we get to know in book two so Zaid Meadows comes into the picture and he is he is working uh, against human trafficking he breaks these rackets and destroys them and helps save children and all those things all right so while i also want to talk so much about adeline and sibby sibby is such a big favorite character of mine i love her so much i loved her book so much like omg because okay let me just talk two minutes about sibby because i cannot stop myself if you see sibby as a character in her book where she okay i'm spoiling it i stay away Uh, if if she is She thinks that she is with four men. But we find out that she is murdering people. She is just, you know, by the smell of them. And she just judges them. And she decides that this person uh, should live or shouldn't live. And she murders them. And she hides the body. Through the, I think it's a novella. I don't know. Whatever. Through the book, we think that she's doing it with the help of those four men. But then, by the end, you realize she was doing all of it by herself. This small, tiny girl who ties two ponytails and she has, you know, she wears frocks like a kid is actually such a horrific girl. She's so, she's so scary. But at the same time, she's so innocent because uh, the way she speaks and the way she acts and she has the, uh, you know, not only the courage and, um, you know, the strength to murder someone, so many people and then hide those bodies. And, you know, I don't know what all she does with those bodies. Uh, (laughs) But that was so cool for me because I got to see a character, a female character who is kind of weak. Uh, is, I'm not saying she's weak, but you know, she's. everybody has some parts that are weak, right? She has her own uh, things in life and traumas and everything which make her a little weak. But she used those and she is such a strong character because... I find her strong because she can murder people like that and that's just so cool. She's just saying this riddle and she'll just kill people and that's something I love so much. So one of the best things about this series is that it brings the thriller element to a romance storyline which is what I crave okay. I need this suspense kind of thing. I love thrillers also but obviously romances are incomparable and hence in a romance when there's thriller and you know this mystery kind of thing then I love it a lot. Zay Meadows as I was saying I want to I want to you know get into the details of how he um, is like why why do so many girls like him like why is he in my top three favorite fictional boyfriends okay like let's discuss that and I have a lot to say so please settle down and wherever you're going or sitting or standing, just, just calm down and listen to me because this is important, okay? We are talking about someone really important here and I need your full attention. I have five to six points to discuss. Point number one, this man has the confidence of, I don't know who, but he's so confident. <laughs> like, you know, his unshakable confidence is one of the most attractive things about him. The Since the beginning, you see that This guy is so confident. Like, he's just like, I see this woman. I want her and I will make her mine. He wants to make her his and he wants to own her. All I want to do is break her, shatter her into pieces and then arrange those pieces to fit against my own. I don't care if they don't fit. I'll fucking make them. And I know I'm about to do something bad. I know that I am going to cross lines that I will never be able to come back from. But there's not an ounce of me that gives a fuck. Because I'm obsessed. I'm addicted. And I will gladly cross every single line if it means making this girl mine. If it means forcing her to be mine. Look at his confidence. You know, there's this scene where he also, uh, there's where Adeline goes like, why did you like, you know, meet me in the normal way? Why did you have to become my stalker or something like that? She says, and he's like, okay, I could have met you in the bookstore. And, you know, I would have acted like I'm this great guy and I would have hidden everything for you, but that's not who I am. I am, a, I am a person who's completely wrong, who has, who has no sense of good and bad. I just know what's right and wrong. So there's no, he's, he is morally gray and he's completely insane, but I love him. Okay. Because he he made her his and he does not care about anything else. And like, I, I'm, oh my God. Okay, so unshakable confidence is point number one. That is too attractive. When you exude this confidence, even you, if you don't know anything, but you have confidence, oh my God, you're a winner. <laughs> because that's too attractive to have a quality like that because Zayn Meadows pulls it off like anything, you know. Even though he's so wrong, uh he says that the ladies love me. Yeah, in Hunting Adeline, he says, The ladies love me. And that's so true. Who sent you? Josh shouts, emphasizing his question with a wave of his gun. I sent myself. I answered rightly. His, his confidence, even so that, you know, when they are kidnapped, when even Jay and... Uh, Zaid are being taken in that uh, bad woman's car. Who's that stupid woman? Uh, who's the villain? I don't know. That stupid woman, na? Uh In her, her car when they were going, he has this confidence. like, Don't worry, bro. I will I will get you out. Why are you worrying? I'm there, bro. So that's, that, that's, that's the thing. That is the point. You should have unshakable confidence. Like Zaid Meadows, then you win. Okay, I don't care what kind of a person you are. You should have that kind of confidence. Okay, obviously, don't go doing the most wrong things in the world. Do the right things. Like, St. Meadows saves people. And that's the good point. See see the good parts. Don't see that he murders and don't see that he is not taking consent. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. Next point. When we talk about confidence, you see also that he has an unshakable belief in himself. He knows that, bro, I'm going to handle this. I know I have to do it. I don't even need to talk to you about this. Like, he, there's this line where he says, like jay is good but then he's not me i taught him <laughs> oh my god are you serious and also you see the introductory scene okay uh like introductory where where he you know he fights okay so he saves this saves this group of girls the first scene where he does that um the confidence he's telling jay that Give me just eight minutes or whatever and I'll I'll be like, he goes there alone, okay? He goes there alone and he, you know, kills all those bad men and he saves those girls. Like, how cool is that? I don't know how to say this, but that is so attractive. Oh my God. I, I don't know. I'll do anything for you, Zaid Meadows, because that is just too attractive. Like, what other word is there for attractive? Like, hot? I don't know. Then it's hot. Oh, that is just very nice. Like saving, doing, fighting alone. Okay. You just have one gun and then you're just, you're just like standing there confidently and you're like, okay, come here and I'll kill you and you're gone. And then all those people are firing uh, their shots on him, but he's still able to handle them and manage them. And he's he's like, girls, don't worry. I'm here for you. Oh my God. Seriously. I love you, Zaid. Anyway, moving on, we have point number two, which is insecurities when i say confidence i also mean that he has no insecurities he is a man beyond insecurities he he has no doubt that he is going to handle it he knows that he is going to save adeline there's no way he can't i'm coming for you uh, whatever he calls her what little mouse and baby and i don't know what all he calls her i mean i know i'm just i just can't remember right now so I'm coming for you, Adeline. He knows that he will save him. There's no no other option. There's there's nothing that there's no other possibility that it's not going to happen. He knows that he can save himself. He knows the police is never going to catch him. He's like, oh my god, Adeline says you should be in jail. So he's like, Will you be my last meal, baby? Taken care of how? You're going to murder him too? Of course I am. Slowly too. Start with snipping the Achilles' heel so he can't run and then. That's fucked up, you're going to jail, she cuts in, disgust curling her lip. Actually, I hope you go to prison and are sentenced to death. She turns with a snarl, but she doesn't make it a step before my hand snaps out, capturing her arm and whipping her back around directly into my chest. Addie inhales sharply, her eyes dilating as I seize the back of her neck with one hand and grab her delectable ass with the other, lifting her up against my body. Will you be my last meal, baby? Her mouth parts and her breathing hitches. Those light brown eyes are wide and swollen with emotion. Shock. Awe. Desire. I did close, my mouth hovering a mere inch from hers. you taste like heaven. I could feast on that sweet little pussy for hours and still die a starving man. It'll be the closest I will ever get to God before they inject me with that needle. Don't you agree? What kind of... In- I mean, what kind- man is this like do you have no insecurities yes you don't i know that and i love you for that that is also so attractive so 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 attractive because you know that you're going to handle it like i don't know how to explain this but that is very attractive okay ah oh my god i'm going to spend all of my energy just screaming that Zayt meadows is attractive and i'm going to say how much i love him all right Yeah, when I say insecurities and confidence, you also see that he has this smirk on his face and that energy, that smug energy is something, again, so attractive. (gasps) Am I supposed to live or am I supposed to die or am I supposed to roll on the floor for him? And I don't know, I'm just melting here like an ice cream. Like, oh God, that is, is—he is just too attractive because he just, he will have this smirk and he'll be like, yeah, I can handle it. And everything that Adeline could say to him, every way that she could provoke him, does not work because he is never going to stop. He is always going to be there for her, and that is what we girls like. You know, all girls want that. All girls want such uh, such attention from. If they want a guy, then it, that guy they want such attention from a guy that that like they don't look at anybody else, or they don't care about anybody else, or they don't care about the fact that. Maybe the girl doesn't want him. But that's that's very gray area. So I'm not going to go there. <laughs> like the, the girl says that she doesn't want him. Like Adeline says, you know, I don't want to be with you. And she clearly states no. She also says no. Like it's non-consensual. Even when they're like having sex. But he goes on to say that I don't care. Like I know that you want this. Because he can read body language. He knows who means that. Yes or no. Who, the, he knows the hidden meaning behind her no. It's because her mind is saying it's wrong. But she loves that kind of fear. And she loves that kind of a person. Even, you know, she, she goes on like, okay, I love you, it, And, you know, scar me with your, uh, I don't know what, the blade or something. And he makes a rose on her chest. And then the other day she goes like, you know, I hate you. Just go away. And I don't care about you. And he's like, okay, okay yeah yeah you hate me that's why you may you scarred your chest right for me with the rose or something like that and she's like yeah I don't care I just did it so but he's like I know what you (laughs) that you really care but then okay I'm going away and suddenly she after a while she realizes that you know I want to be with him she uh, maybe she's like already traumatized and she's having a lot of thoughts and she goes like I don't want to be with this man but then She realizes that she made a mistake and he's like, no, now I'm not going to come near you. You You're going to run behind me. And he starts running. And they're running into the forest and then they end up having sex on a a tree. (laughs) And when this man has sex, oh my God, he's crazy. He is so crazy. It is insane. How can I even read such books? It is so wrong. But then why do I like it? We are all so wrong. Uh, Yeah, let me talk about this point here. Him being called the shadow. Okay. Now I'm going to go in a little detail to explain this to you that I recently uh, did a presentation in class on psychological criticism. All right. And in this episode, uh, sorry, what episode? No. In this presentation, I spoke about Carl Jung and his theory of col- the collective unconscious. So it it goes so like we all have inherited uh, an unconscious you know the unconscious part of our brains from our ancestors and in this part there are a lot of archetypes and what are these archetypes they are basically symbols that everybody can relate to so for example if I say the symbol of a mother we all know what a mother feels like maybe somebody might not have a mother but they know what a mother feels like because there might be some person who at one point in their life cared and nurtured them uh, like a mother so maybe it could be their aunt or maybe it could be anybody in a stranger also, but so Everybody understands the meaning of a mother. So it's it's a symbol when I talk it talk about it as an archetype It's a symbol. All right, and there's one symbol also uh, Which is called the shadow and H.D. Carlton calls Zaid Meadows the shadow so uh, my interpretation is such that I say. He is being called the shadow because the shadow signifies the darker aspects of ourselves. Oh my God, that's why we all like him because, according to my, uh, you know, interpretation, my analysis, it is so that my dark, the darker aspects of myself are what is Zayn Meadows. Like what Zayn Meadows does is what I really like because it's that part of my being uh, or my brain that I won- don't want to, you know. Say that I do have but then Zaid Meadows is everything that is wrong but which I do like like are you understanding what I'm saying I don't know if I'm saying it in the right way but then yeah so basically the darker aspects of ourselves uh, is symbolized by the archetype the shadow and Zaid Meadows is being called the shadow because he is the dark aspects of all of ourselves here because We all are so dark and St. Meadows is also dark, but we like it, right? Now, when we are reading a non-consensual or consensual scene, what we see is that the guy really likes her. The guy is gone for her and we know that the girl also wants it in some way or the other. So we know that it's actually in some way, in a little slight way, it's consensual and you know, they are made for each other and it's obvious that they're in love and we understand all these things. But we also see that she did say no, but he did it. And I'm not saying that we should want all this in real life because we know that man's so, you know, from inside out. That's why we know that we want this guy. But in real life, we wouldn't like it. I mean, I know that I wouldn't because I would like a golden retriever instead of a man who is so strong. Like, I I love to read about him and I love him. I really do. But then having him in real life is... I, I want peace in my life, bro. I don't want too much of chaos. I don't want all those wrong things happening. I want the positives only and I want golden retrievers. Uh, that kind of energy is good. Yeah, but okay, I just diverted somewhere else. I was speaking about Zaid being the shadow uh, and his you know his subtitle being the shadow, which was the third point. Moving on to the fourth point, unparalleled beauty. Okay, now if you see, he is Zaid Meadows is six five six five did you hear me clearly six five i love tall guys do i need to say anything else i love them you know we say we should read curvy girl romances and you know we should accept women just as they are but (laughs) we also have this thing that men should be a certain (laughs) way so it's actually we are hypocrites but then no problem i can say anything i want about my fictional men. I don't care. That tall height is very attractive. Okay. I am ready to accept a guy just if he has saved Meadows confidence. That kind of confidence is way too attractive. And that smugness and that, you know, oh God, wow. And how he can just insert uh, flirtiness into anything that he does. That's just... Like how he can flirt anytime, anywhere with Adeline is just too attractive. Okay, so I was saying unparalleled beauty. Now, this guy is actually, this guy has a scar on his face. And I don't know why, but again, that is way too alluring. It calls us from the depths of our being. And we want to see and we want to go near him and we want to know, why did you have this scar and where did you get it from? And oh my god, why do I like something like a scar also on his eye? Why, you know, this I think I saw this reel where this girl went like she likes ugly guys, and I don't know, but then this, this again, this is this our part of our you know, dark part of us where we like bad guys and maybe bad looking guys, but if they are good in a relationship and if they are good at sex then they win as fictional men because fictional men that's the standard right that's all a girl needs like they should be obsessed with only one girl that is you and they should only have they should be good at sex and they should what else yeah they should just love you unconditionally like there's nobody else for them that's why the trope hates everyone but her is so cool anyway and so as i was saying uh, unparalleled beauty and that scar that is very very alluring and i can also go on to say hot because i think most girls like that that he has a scar and uh maybe he's we can say had he has heterochromia actually i think because he's hurt he was hurt on his eye that's why his eye color has changed or i don't know after surgery or what they did to that eye i'm not a doctor but maybe because of that reason his eye color changed because he uh, he his eye was cut but then that scar is way too alluring attractive everything and that thing actually makes him beautiful uh, because he wears it with confidence he, he's, he does not hide his face. He hides his face just because he's, he knows that he cannot show his face to the world because he is actually C who breaks rackets, uh, human trafficking rackets. So he cannot show his face openly. That's the reason. It's not because he is and uh, you know insecure or he worries about what people will think about this scar. He wears it with confidence. And he even scars himself when he loses Adeline and he knows that he should... He cannot make such a mistake ever again. And I think that's beauty. You can also say, of course, he is 6'5". He is, he he has, if he's so tall and he has those muscles and he works out and all those things, that, that's cool, definitely. But when you own yourself, that's, I think that is beauty. Uh, and that's why he's so handsome and that's why he's so attractive. And yeah, I just love him. I have no other words to say. My balcony doors are wide open, the moonlight spilling in, and there, a dark figure shrouded in white light, is my shadow, staring at me with a wicked smile on his face and a blade in his hand. I am completely immobilized beneath his stare. I can only imagine the look on my face when I see him standing there waiting for me. The sconces behind my bed are lit, offering dim lighting, enough for me to get a clear view of him. He's clad in all black, leather boots, jeans that wrap tightly around broad thighs and a matching hoodie that looks a size too small with the way he fills it out. Still, I can't see much of his face, that damn hood. My tongue darts out, wetting my dry lips. Take off your hood, I say, a slight tremor in my voice. He doesn't, Not does he speak. Anger begins to build beneath the fear. You wanted me to come find you, kitty cat. I did. So take off your fucking hood and show me your face. I demand, my voice rising alongside my fear. A sinful smirk tugs at his lips when he hears his new nickname. He thinks this is a game of cat and mouse. If he wants to debase me with a new nickname, it's only fair I return the favor. Slowly he reaches up and slides the hood off his head the knife glinting as if to mock me. I have my own knife too. Any triumph I felt over my little jab dissipates like butter in a hot skillet and all the fear I've been feeling triples. His face is unlike anything I've seen. But that's the thing. I have seen him before. The mismatched eyes give him away. In the bookstore, I only saw portions of his face. At the time, he seemed mildly attractive. But now that I see those pieces as a whole, he's devastating. His right eye darker than the midnight sky and the other the exact opposite. His left eye is so bleached of colour it's nearly white. The scar starting from the middle of his forehead slashing straight down through his white eye and to the middle of his cheek is something I haven't been able to forget since I saw him in the bookstore. Despite the ugly scar, it only serves to heighten his utter beauty. A jawline so sharp he could cut diamonds with it. A straight, aristocratic nose. Full lips and short black hair just long enough to run your hands through. This is wrong. So wrong. I shouldn't be attracted to a stalker. His presence is so overwhelming. It feels as if he's ten feet tall with a shadow crawling up the ceiling, slithering toward me. This room feels tiny with him in it. I feel tiny with him in it. He takes a step toward me, a hint of that smirk remaining on his face, just the slightest curl in his lips. I take a step back. Finally, my instincts aren't completely jacked sideways, and I make my first smart move of the night. Cat got your tongue, little mouse. Briefly, I close my eyes. His voice washes over me, leaving goosebumps in its wake. The sound is as deep as his black eyes. Okay, moving on. Point number five, the good human being. When we see that in book number one, he saves this girl, okay, this small girl, Sarah or something her name was, and she says, will you be my daddy? And I was like so emotional at that time. Okay, I'll just say that this word daddy and mommy that is used in a little sexual way. I don't like it so much. I don't have a problem with people using it. But then when, when this scene happened about, of Sarah and him saving that small little girl, I was really touched and I was like, will you be my daddy? That that line that was so like, I was so emotional at that time. I was like, oh my God, that would be so cute if Adeline and Zade ab- adopt this cute little girl. But I don't know if that would have ever happened. I was waiting to see that, but that did not happen. Uh, and we see her in that uh, I don't know, what, what did Zaid build that that place where all these girls were kept who did not have a home? And that was really, really nice. I mean, Zayd did so much for these girls that my heart just filled, you know, like so much for with love for him. And also, you know, the point that he did not have a bad past. His parents just died in an accident. And he says that I have not had a tragic past. I do this because I really want to. And that just makes him such a good human. And such a caring person i know he, he does it all the wrong way you can say all that but then if you go down to his heart he is a good man uh, yeah i know i know that my my mind is telling my, me that just saying the wrong thing bro he he murders that's not the point he not just murders or he just is uh, not uh he even like goes to the point where he's breaking into a girl's house and he is leaving her roses and i don't know what all he does Okay, he even smokes and drinks, and smokes and drinking, smoking and drinking is not making someone bad. But you, f- because of all these things that we, we, we perceive him to be a bad guy. But if in you if you, if you dig inside, you find a good heart there because he really cares about all these people, and he he genuinely wants to save them, and he does so much for them. So inside, we see a good person there. Like when Adeline is not ready uh, to have sex he knows that and he he tries to stay away for a while at least he again forces himself on her i know that (laughs) but but he that's his way of being that's just how he is and he i don't think he'll ever change and but i think that is what adeline also needs also that you know being caring with someone and just just a hug or just just saying i love you just these are such important things because there are people out there who can't say those words you know who are not comfortable simply saying to their loved ones that they love them uh, to their closest people they can't say it and it's difficult for them uh, but this guy he does say that he shows how caring he is he show he he keeps him he makes himself as open as possible uh, to adeline and he says that i will do anything for you and he means it okay I think these are all characteristics of a good person. And I watched this reel where uh, someone uh, imagined and created all these children, of uh, five children, I think, of uh, Adeline and Zaid, and that was just so cool. I was, I was a fan of that reel. Wow, some five children and such cool uh, girls and boys and everything. I mean, I was in love. And um, also how Zaid saves Daya also and you know how he allows her to torture that guy who raped her i mean that's cool right and he is even uh friendly with Sibi and he even helps her out and he fights with her and he never and one thing that is the definition of being a good human is treating a woman well he whoever he meets whichever girl he meets he treats them well he he is very, you know, I don't know. I can't use the words kind and benevolent and, you know, uh, all those words, they, they can't be used here because that's not the kind of person he is. But when I say a good person, I'm just telling you to look at his heart and his intentions. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, I'm just so in love with this guy. <laughs> I've read, I've heard people say that it's he is not good and Zane Meadows is not right. But I don't care. It's my fictional guy and I love him so please stay away if you have a problem with him because I do love him and it's fine to love anything fictional. We are not getting into the real world. Why you want to mix it up? I'm not saying go marry a Zane Meadows. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what will happen to you if you do that. So I'm just saying that he's a good guy. He, he really cares because You know, just to ask that 15-year-old, what is your name and where do you live and who are your parents in the first book? That's scaring, okay? When to, you know, tell Sarah that we'll see if we can be together, that's scaring. To even just touch her knee, that's uh, in that scene where they were all going to cut her up and eat her. I don't know what they would have done to her. That's scaring because he's holding her at his knee and that's some... He says that some non-sexual point that he is not interested in children. He's not a pedophile. And that's and to save that girl child, uh, sorry, that child, girl child, yeah, it's caring. okay? I like this guy. I'm in love with him. So moving on, being a good human being is good. And also the bad boy charisma. Like this is the, I think the last point here that I want to talk about the bad boy charisma. It's because he is bad that so many girls are attracted to him. Now, I do say, I, if you see that actually I'm saying two contrasting things here, that he's a good human being, but he's a bad boy. Uh, he has these the characteristics of a bad boy. But then you you must see that the, the good and the bad when mixed together make him morally grey and, you know, absolutely he's a wrong person. But then he is also, he goes into the grey area, but then that's what makes him attractive. Because, uh, being a bad boy does not mean doing the wrong things. Being a bad boy means that though you, you know, might not speak well, though you um, have a, you know, bad, you have a dirty mouth, you, you smoke, you drink. Uh, I'm talking about Zaid here mainly. You smoke, you drink, you stalk, you kidnap, you murder. But then still, the intention behind it is good. So this is what is a... Bad boy, the good things about the bad boy characteristics. Being a bad boy does not mean that you that you you are allowed to, you know, say something actually bad, something with malicious intent, something that can hurt someone. No, you bad boy characteristics mean that you say the bad thing, the wrong things to the wrong person. Like so, wrong person as in the most worst person on earth. Like he goes and burns men who are. Uh, you know, involved in this human trafficking record. He burns them. He sets them on fire. So that's a b- good bad boy characteristic. Like, right? good hyphen bad boy characteristics. Like, how do I explain this? Sorry. Good uh, bad hyphen boy characteristics. So, I don't know how <laughs> I'm crazy here, but I'm trying to justify why this man is good and worthy of our love. Because he does he does the wrong things with the right intentions. And that's what counts so that's the point so having these bad boy characteristics of smoking of littering of uh, you know these are insignificant compared to the good things that he does so that's why being a bad boy is okay when your intentions are right so when boys go like being a bad boy girls are attractive to bad boys they don't mean that you do wrong things they mean that you do uh, A few bad things, it's fine. But then mainly your intentions should be good. And like you should have the confidence of Zade Meadows, you should be basically like Zade Meadows or else you're cancelled. Sorry. (laughs) Look at who's speaking. Who's never had a boyfriend. I am just like a little insecure about these things, about my own uh, personality and all these things. But you know, the FMC is always insecure. Not always, but... Many times she's insecure and the guy comes into the picture and shows her how, you know, how worthy she is, how 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 she's the most amazing person in the world. But then I am going to be Jules from Twisted Hate. I'm going to be, uh, who is the other one? Onyx. Do you know Onyx from Queen of Madness by Niyako? Yako? I'm going to be like those girls who don't, who know that they're good. I'm not going to need someone to tell me that I'm good, right? Yeah, I just, I just went somewhere else, right? Yeah, where was I? Um, I was at Zade Meadows and him being a bad boy but that's attractive so to summarize being a bad boy is good but then in the right way you should have right intentions and you should have good intentions and you should be saving girls and you should be respecting women and you should be care. and also uh, don't disrespect men it's I don't I, I recently had this experience where we just assumed that this guy is bad but he actually turned out to be good just because of the way he spoke and you know the words he used I thought no he did not use uh curse words or anything like that but sometimes we thought that this is definitely a bad guy and you know me and my friends we thought him to be bad but he actually turned out to be fine and it's just that we have these preconceived notions and, you know, prejudices that this is, of course, it's a man, so he's going to be like this. I think that's wrong too. We should just see a person as a person and then decide if they are right or wrong. To assume because of their gender, whether they are right or wrong, I think that's wrong. Because then it's the same thing that we are doing, which men did, what that men did with women before. right? Men assume that it's a woman, so they are going to be foolish and stupid and you know they don't know anything and now we're doing the same thing with men right so what's the difference between us and them so again not not to say that we are better than them hence we will do this we are i'm just saying that let's just treat a person as a person and let's just judge them on their personality and not because they are a woman or a man or a transgender or any kind of a person it does not matter right so oh my god why did this suddenly become a ted talk I was at Jade Meadows and I love him. And to summarize, I was saying that he is a bad boy and I love him. He is confident and I love him. And he is—he has no insecurities. He is beyond insecurities and I love him. And then he he has unparalleled beauty and I love him. He is called the shadow and I love him. <laughs> okay, this is irritating now to me also. So lastly, he is what? What was the last point? He's a good human being and I love him. So that summarizes why we like Zayd Meadows and what's the Zayd Meadows allure. And he has this effect and he has captured so many hearts of so many people. And I, I want you all to, you know, DM me and tell me what you think about Zayd Meadows. Like so many clashing points, contrasting points in him that you could think about. And which is your favorite quote of Zayd Meadows? Just, just. You know tell me about all those things and it's just so cool to find a man like this there are so many dark romances and bad boys in the fictional world but then it's very difficult to find a man who's absolutely perfect because if i had to give a rating i would give zayn meadows five stars and i would like he's so perfect it's very difficult to write such a character and HD Carlton does such a fantastic job. She has created such good characters. Sibi and Zaid Meadows are always going to be close to me. I love them. Love them so much. Thank you for listening to me on what I think about Zayd Meadows and why we all love him so much. And it was fun so much. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for allowing me to analyze and interpret what I think about Zaid and how this book worked. And there's so much about Sibi also. But then I am I was going to stick to Zane Meadows. And I've done that. And I've discussed six points. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, especially if it's Spotify or YouTube. I love you. You can listen to this on rss.com. You can listen to this on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, YouTube, all these different platforms. And you can even search and Google Just type the bookish podcast with Oh My Book or buy Oh My Book underscore underscore and I'm sure you will get links to everywhere. I am also trying to make transcripts and if you are still not getting them, just listen to this on YouTube because YouTube automatically generates transcripts. So they will be available there. And uh, I'm trying to make them available on all on my all my platforms. Follow me on Instagram for all the updates on upcoming episodes and all the things that bookish things that I discuss there, all my current reads and everything. And if you really enjoyed this, don't forget to share this link, the podcast link, with any of your friends and people who love Zaid Meadows and the books, haunting, hunting, Adeline, even Satan's affair. Thank you so much. I love you and thank you so much for listening and stay tuned till I make the next episode. I will be back soon. Love you. I'm going to make her fall in love with every single fucked up part of me. I want this girl to see me at my most depraved. I want her to experience the true darkness residing in my soul. When you make someone fall in love with the darkest parts of you, there's nothing you can do that will scare them away. They will be yours forever because they already love all the fucked up bits and pieces of you.